I fell and on my arbor Here on this road, my arbor A long way from home I've traveled Lord, I just need your light Where have I gone, my father? I sing the song, my father Your love, I will chase after Lord, I just need your light I feel alone, my arbor Here on this road, my arbor A long way from home, I've traveled What's up, everybody? Welcome to the UR Story Podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Huff Jr., and it's so good to be here with y'all again. Storytellers, how have y'all been? Uh, I know I haven't been posting in a while. It's been a while, and I feel like I say that almost every single episode for like the past five episodes. I haven't been here for a while, but you know, the year 2023 was just a really busy year for me. It was, you know, I had a lot of tests, a lot of work stuff, a lot of family stuff. Um, you know, I got, as y'all know, I got into preaching as well and involved more in ministry. So it's just been a really busy year, but God's been faithful in all of it. And he's really opened a ton of doors for myself and has just been, you know, truly blessing me in almost every aspect of my life. You know, I'm haven't, haven't made the best choices, haven't been perfect, but God's remained faithful. So that's all you can ask for. Right. But, um, yeah, so it's good to be back here with y'all. Um, you know, I'm not even going to waste any time. My guest I have for y'all today, he's a familiar face that y'all have seen um, on the podcast before. He's a guy who I've known since college, I think freshman or sophomore year of college, and we've had the opportunity to get close over the years. And he's someone who has really been there for me and has helped me out and has just been a really good friend. So I present to y'all once again, my homie, Jordan Rowan, how are you doing, my brother? I'm good. First, you mispronounced your own last name. You said Huff. Oh, oh. <laughs> what, 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 what? How do you pronounce it? Isn't, isn't your last name Hoff? Yeah, you're right. You said Gabriel Huff I, Jr. I, 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 go, I go so fast that I, I, I miss. <laughs> he, 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 you, you know my name better than I know yeah. my own name, man. So it, it is what it is. That, that just goes to show, like, you know, <laughs> I know what I was just saying. He's a really good friend. You know, friends correct each other, even their own names. So I don't know if you wanted to re-record that or not, but <laughs> we can we can go with it. Nah, we're like because so, here here's the thing, man. You know, if y'all remember the last episode that we did, you know, our whole episode was just just unplanned. Like, and pretty, all the episodes are pretty much unplanned. I just kind of go with the foot. We just kind of go and see where you know the Holy Spirit takes it. But um. I think that makes it more relatable and more authentic when you can make mistakes because nope, it, if you try it, there's no perfect podcast episode in existence. There's always something that you can do better, you know. And that's why Photoshop exists, <laughs> and we don't you don't do it live, so you can always edit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I think that just goes to show that this. I'm not afraid to make mistakes, man. I'm not afraid to you know, mess up my words. And that helps me with, you know, preaching as well. Um, cause I don't know everything. And so sometimes I go up there and I stumble a little bit over my words, but it is what it is. You know, you just keep going, you, you live and you learn, right? Yep. But answer your question. I'm doing good. Uh, we're recording this the, the weekend before Thanksgiving. So yeah, I'm just counting down, uh, <laughs> the minutes until I don't have to work for a couple of days and going back to the mountains and, Getting to enjoy a reset, a couple of days off to to finally get away from the computer and 
enjoy some peace and quiet. Yeah. Fingers I, crossed. I feel that, man. And eat, I think I think the biggest reason why they, a lot of places usually have the day after Thanksgiving off, obviously, because, you know, it's a work day and, you know, the it's like a day in between a holiday and the weekend. It would just be weird to go yep. in that day. But I think it's also because everybody's just so stuffed of food that it's just impossible to work the next okay. day. You know what I mean? And then uh, you have all those leftovers as well. It's, it's just, I, I think it's good that they have it off, you know, all those couple of days off and everything. I only work Monday of this coming up week. I took Tuesday Monday. and Wednesday off. So I get to go back up to the mountains, get a nice break from Charlotte, and just get a get a nice five-day, six-day weekend. Nice, It's going to be pretty great. I'm yeah. really excited for it. Yeah. And that that's the um, the thing about, the thing about, uh, this thing is beeping. I have no idea why it's beeping. I hope that doesn't mean anything bad. Um, like I said, we don't, we don't, we don't cut, we don't edit. This is just what we do. Nothing um, looks like it's broken on the screen. <laughs> I don't think it's broken anyway. Yeah, I don't know. Oh well, we're just gonna keep rolling. Hopefully, it works out. But um, we record this whole thing. Turns out my mic wasn't on. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it it we we just keep going, man. I I I don't. Honestly, if I'm being honest, I don't like editing at all. I it really looks don't pretty like terrible to try to edit and all that. I've seen people talk about it. It seems pretty awful to, especially if you're editing like bits in, like sound effects and stuff. It seems like it's so tedious, and yeah. I, I couldn't do it. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't have all of those. It would be cool to have those things, but uh, yeah, I don't have any of that other stuff. So <clears throat> we just roll. But man, getting back to you, man. Um, <clears throat> you know, as some of y'all, some of y'all may not know. Uh, some of y'all may know. Some of y'all may not know. Uh, I recently had the opportunity to preach at the M28 alumni big meeting, and something I really appreciated was you being there, man. And you know, just seeing you bow and some of the other other people that you know I've grown close with over the years, um, and just the support. You know, that's something that I kind of was on my mind to talk about, man. Just how supportive you are as a friend how supportive you are to you know always really be there and always have words of encouragement for myself but at the same time not overdoing it if that makes sense because there's some people who would just agree or say yes with every single thing their friends do but you I can tell it's you know coming from a genuine place of support and so I guess you know, where does that, where does that come from, man? Where does that support come from? Why, why, why did you come watch me preach this message, my brother? Well, <laughs> we originally got dinner beforehand and yeah. I was on the fence if I was going to come or not, because I was pretty <laughs> tired that day. Yeah. I wanted to go home, get in bed early, but <laughs> it became pretty evident that I was going pretty early <laughs> on in the dinner. Bow, yeah. Bow didn't give me a choice. <laughs> he, he, he said, you're coming. <laughs> And I was yeah. like, okay, I'll be there. But in all seriousness, I, I the only reason I came was because you were you were preaching. If you weren't preaching, I was not planning on going to the alumni night because the first alumni night they did, there was nothing really. I don't want to say special about it, but it was just like a normal M twenty eight big meeting, but with us old people there. So like, I mean, Sam or John, the first one, Sam and John still did the message. So it was cool. Like you're, you're my, you're my boy. Like I had to come watch you. It was one of your first times you've preached in front of M28. 
or yeah. anybody outside of the, the building we're in. Yeah. So I had to be there. You're, you, it was the only reason I came. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I, I wasn't planning on going. Yeah, well, I, I appreciate that, man. Um, You're also you know, the I, only reason I knew an alumni big meeting was happening. I did not know about it. He was like, hey, oh. by the way. I'm like, oh, three days heads up. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I appreciate that, man. Um, I, I've always enjoyed the alumni big meetings. I think this was the second. This is the second one that we went to because we were there ever when we were in 28. I don't think yeah. there was one. There was, uh, I think so. I think there was, um, but uh, this was the second one that we've been alumni at. Um, yeah. But I, I've always enjoyed them because it's it's a good opportunity to meet some of the the older alumni uh, that have been there, done that, and graduated already and stuff like that. And you know, it's a good opportunity to hear you know one of the alumni. I think they use it's usually one of the alumni you know gives the message. You're right. The first I retract my previous statement. The first the first alumni tonight, me and you went to. There was the the Sam or John did not preach at it. It was the. Um, he I wore a pair of Jordans. Yeah, they were, they were yeah. pretty awesome shoes. Yeah. I don't remember his name, but they were pretty, pretty sick shoes. Yeah, so I stand corrected. They do. Never mind. Negate my previous statement. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it was nice, man. And um, you know, everybody when you when you give a do you? I, I guess my first. Do you ever have any plans on like? Would you ever have any desire to bring a message or to preach or anything like that? No, no, I couldn't. I just, I hate public speaking. It, it's like my biggest fear. This once there's more than like five people in a room, I really do not like talking in yeah. front of large crowds, especially when they expect me to say something of value. I, yeah. I, that's not where I thrive. Yeah. So, uh, no, I don't think that's really in my realm of possibilities unless something radically changes. Yeah. Cause I, the reason I asked that is because, um, what I was about to say was, um, when you, a lot of, and I've asked some, even some of the, uh, the pastors here, you know, when you bring a message, sometimes you leave it and you're kind of like, man, I, I don't know if that was the best message. I don't know if I did good. You know, did I preach too long? Did I preach too short? There was something that I meant to say that I didn't end up saying, or there was something I said that I thought was going to be funny. Um, and just kind of all of that. And obviously the main thing is to bring the message to, um, <clears throat> God's people yep. to preach the word, um, like it says in Second Timothy, when Paul's charging uh, Timothy, preach the word. Uh, that was the message we heard last week at the time we're recording this um, here at the church. But you know, sometimes you kind of leave it feeling like, man, I that wasn't my best message. But then you hear some of the things that some people say about it. They're like, you know, that encouraged me so much. You know, I appreciated that message. Um, you know, that was one of the best messages that I've heard. And that makes it, you know, all worth. And that really helps you kind of build up that confidence for the next message and the next message and the next message and so on and so forth. Um, and so you you and Bauer were kind of my biggest uh, my biggest supporters or biggest I don't want to say cheerleaders, but you are my biggest cheerleaders that night afterwards. And you're like, oh, that was good and stuff like that. And like I said earlier, I could tell it was coming from a genuine place and that's an important thing about having a, a sincere friendship with somebody um you know always supporting them but at the same time understanding that if that person is in the wrong you're willing to let them know but at the, uh i don't know what i'm trying to say but long story short you're supporting them and encouraging them and that's something that i really appreciated 
you know, from you that night, man. So I, I thank you. I've already thanked you privately, but I thank you, you know, publicly as well for that, bro. Well, thank you. I I am, I have been told I am not one to, to shy away from providing criticism. (laughs) So when I do, when I do say something was really good, I really mean it. Yeah. And we'll be at work sometimes. We'll do a demo and we're, we're, after we're done, I'm like, that was terrible. Like that went horrible. Nothing was well done. (laughs) And I'll say that, but like you legitimately did a great job that night. I was happy I ended up coming and that Val, Val guilted me into coming. <laughs> but yeah, it was, I have no regrets about coming. It was a great time. You did a great job. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. And, you know, so, sometimes you, when you don't plan on going somewhere or doing something afterwards, you look at hindsight and you know how they say hindsight is twenty twenty. You know, you look back and you say to yourself, you know, that really was worth it. That's why, you know, I went. And that happens a lot in life in general for anybody. Um, so, you know, it, are there some scenarios where you've been, you weren't planning on going somewhere and then you ended up going and you're like, man, that was, that was worth it. I can, I can see why I ended up going there. That was the reason why, you know, God led me to go there. Oh, well, I, like I mentioned earlier when we were, we were talking beforehand is the older I get, the more antisocial uh, I am becoming and the less I want to be around large crowds of people. But I think when you, you know, have close friendships, relationships, uh, it's about, you know, really supporting and caring for people is about, you know, even though you might not want to go somewhere, might not want to do something, it's still about, you know, being there for that person, putting their needs first and still yeah. going out and, you know, being a avenue of support. Yeah. So I, I try to, I try to do that. I try to, when I, I think it is beneficial and that I can really, by showing up, I can really provide an avenue of support and encouragement. I really enjoy being there. Yeah. So. And it, it goes a long way. I was actually talking to my little brother earlier this morning. Um, I, I you know, I'll just be completely transparent I was yesterday we got home from one of my brother's basketball games. Everybody was having a good time. Everybody was doing good. And then my brother, Nathaniel, he's kind of a instigator. He, he likes to, he's the type to where if he's in a bar or something, he'll throw a bottle at someone and then leave the room. He'll, he'll, (laughs) he'll watch the chaos ensue and then just, leave and kind of peek and watch what's going on. So he's that, he's that type of, he, he does that. And it's innocent cause he's still, he's still young. He's, yep. he's uh 12, but uh yeah, he, he does that. So we were walking in the house and he kind of bumps my other brother, Daniel. And so Daniel pushes him and there's, we have on our driveway, we have rocks kind of on the walkway to yep. get to the porch and so he pushed Nathaniel kind of into those rocks and he could have fallen and hurt himself. And so I, I got angry and I, I hate when I get angry because you, you, when pe- people know me as a person who is chill, you know, calm, smiling all the time, yeah. laughing, but I, I got angry at Daniel. And so I was yelling, I lost my voice and everything. Like it was, it was bad. And after that, it was just the rest of the night was just kind of it, it was it was rough because I hate yelling at my brothers. Um, How many brothers do you have? I have uh, three, okay. three. I don't know why I had to think about that. I have three younger brothers. Um, 
One's 15, Michael's 15, Daniel's 13, and Nathaniel's 12. Mm-hmm. Um, Daniel's about to be 13 in two days, actually. So I was yelling at him a few days before his birthday, which makes it even worse. I just <laughs> realized that. <laughs> I just realized that, bro. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I, was, I was yelling at him, and then, you know, I felt bad. So this morning, you know, we had a talk, and I was telling him, you know, man, it – you have to learn. I, I tell them this all the time. If you allow someone to keep pushing your buttons, all you are to them essentially is a robot that they can control. Yeah. Because how do you start a robot? You push a button and you push buttons to make the robot do what you need it to do. And so if you allow someone to keep on pushing your buttons and get you out of character, mm-hmm. it, it's as if you're a robot towards them and they can control you and make you do what you would not you know, really do. And so I was telling him, you know, Nathaniel, he, he likes to mess with people and he likes to, he knows exactly what buttons to push to make you act out of character. Mm. And so you have to learn how to navigate that to where you don't act like that. Instead, you could just kind of ignore it or tell him in a way, you know, Nate, I I don't really like you doing this. Can you please stop? And Nate, he listens. Right. But then I was thinking to myself, man, I'm, I'm kind of being a hypocrite because what a a big pet peeve of mine is when my brothers are arguing or bothering each other. Cause I'm like, man, y'all are brothers. It, at the end of the day, if nobody else has your back, y'all have each other's back. And yep. so it frustrates me when I see them acting like that. But then I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, Daniel overreacted from getting pushed and now I'm overreacting from seeing the push. So I'm kind of being a hypocrite. I'm allowing that situation to push my buttons. You know what I mean? And so I I had to really think about that on the way here. And it was like, man, I, I can't tell them, I can't tell them to practice what I'm preaching if I'm not practicing it myself. And so I I had to really think to myself and I, I apologize to him and everything. So we're all good. But the reason I'm bringing that up is because at the end of the day, my brothers are brothers, but I also want them to be friends. Yeah. Like I want them to really have a friendship because you're, you're brothers because God puts you in each other's lives, but you cultivate a friendship as you continue to grow among one another and support one another and stuff like that. That's why I consider me and you, you know, more than friends. We're like brothers, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, it's, I think the reason, like I said, the reason I'm bringing that up is because a sincere friendship like that, you can just see the support and that's what I want for my brothers. And I want that for myself towards them as well. And so you, like I said, you display that, you know, every, you know, every time we've, every second we've been friends, you've always just been sincere and everything. And so I know I keep like saying, I appreciate you, but that, I'm just happy, you know. I'm just yep. a very appreciative person. Um, so yeah, that that's that whole thing was a, a learning curve. But um, having brothers is fun. I have two, and your brothers are quite a bit younger than you, right? Yeah, you have a you you have a sister that's really close to you in age, and then your brothers yeah. are. So my older brother's two years older than me, and my younger brother is turning eleven tomorrow. So there's a, I have a very different dynamic yeah. with my older brother than I do my little one, and. Because me and Jeffrey grew up together, and yeah, you know, it, a lot of the fighting and stuff, you know, as you get older, you kind of age out. Because me and Jeffrey used to just fight all the time. I mean, like, like 
actually like fist fight. <laughs> I, I like he sort of like just kicked me right in the face one day. Man. And yeah, we used to just get in brawls. <laughs> and now it's like, you know, we're really close now. And when you have a little brothers as young as your your little brothers are to you and how my little brother is to me, it's you're kind of like a weird hybrid of a guardian and uh brother where it's like, oh, you're more like me when I was that age and I'd like to realize and admit because yeah. my little brother is he has my smart mouth where uh, and he'll say stuff and I'm like, that was really funny. And that's definitely something I would have said when I was your age. But yeah, now I'm, I'm like, ah, you probably shouldn't say stuff like that, but yeah. it's really funny. And I, <laughs> I, I tend to laugh more than be the, uh, Hey, don't, don't say that. Don't say that. But, yeah. But yeah, having brothers is a fun time. It's a, it's a big blessing and a lot of, a lot of chances to self-evaluate. Yeah, dude. And, um, I was actually telling my mom, I was telling my mom this uh, a while ago. Having my brothers in my life has really, it's really sh- shown me a lot about myself. Kind of like what you were saying, mm-hmm. that self-evaluation. It, it's re- it really shows you what you are. Because the thing is, you kind of like, even what I was, the story I told a little bit earlier, you know, you kind of tell your brothers or someone who's looking up to you, someone you're in, you know, kind of influencing, I guess you, you criticize them for something that they're doing, but sometimes that makes you realize that you're doing the same thing. Kind of like what I was saying earlier with being a hypocrite, you know, let's say I'm, I'm, my brother is, my brothers are yelling at each other. And so I yell at them to tell them to stop. It's like, where are they getting it from? (laughs) You told them to stop with exactly what you yep. just did pretty much, you know, and I even um, sometimes my uh, my brothers, they they're telling each other what to do. And so they say something like they're like, don't tell me what to do. And I tell them you're telling him not to tell you what to do, but you just told him what to do. You gotta start busting out the headlocks, Gabe. You just gotta start putting like, hey, I, I told him to stop yelling. Just put him in the headlock, and, like Draymond Green. Yeah, boom. That's how you solve all your. Pro- Draymond has showed us the proper way to deal with your problems. Yeah, exactly. You got you punch gotta, everybody. Yeah. That's that's what Draymond Green has taught us. You gotta fight fire with fire. Nah, but yeah, for real, man. It 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 really does, show, especially with brothers, mm-hmm. uh, us being men and having younger brothers. We really get to it's an opportunity to see how we react and deal with situations. And uh, you're 23, right? Yes. 23. And so, Old. and you said your brother's about to be 11. Yep. I didn't mean to put your age out there. Man. I know, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I'm getting old. I know it. I've accepted it. <laughs> but yeah, I, um, you said your brother's about to be 11. Yep. Yeah. So that's a 12 year difference, 13, 13 year difference for a short amount of time. Yep. A twelve year, twelve and a half year difference, just about. So, it it's almost as it's almost as if the age gap is so significant for a certain period of time that you're kind of like a parent to them in a way. Um, especially when you were a teenager and he was a child, like, a, like, like four. A, a toddler. Yeah, it, it's almost as if you're like a third parent or second parent to him, or another parent to him, and um. You real it's the something I tell my sister all the time. Having my brothers kind of helps me to prepare for fatherhood in the future, since the age gap is so significant. Yep. 
And so I'm really glad that God purposed it that way to where I'm getting to learn how to handle certain situations for the future. Now, if I have a daughter, that's a whole different story. I'm not going to know what the world to do. I have I have a stepsister who is a lot older than me, but by the time she was my stepsister, she was in her 20s. So it's like <laughs> I, I have no idea what it's like being around or a sister or attempting to raise that not be stressful. Yeah. I'm more equipped to raise a son. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause we, we've, um, we having that age gap between our younger brothers, it kind of helps us prepare for that. And then even when you get older, you know, you'll have your, your brothers who will be uncles to your, if you have a son, your son who can help you out as well. Um, but yeah, if I have if I have a daughter, man, it's it's gonna be learning all over. It's gonna be learning all over again. I remember being a freshman in high school playing basketball with my dad and my little brother's just learning how to walk and he's walking around the park we're playing at trying to with his arms straight up in the air trying to balance himself walking around. Yeah. I'm like, wow. He he's my gauge of knowing how old I'm getting. I was like, I remember <laughs> when you were a year and a half old, couldn't talk. Now you're 11, and that means I am in my mid 20s. <laughs> yikes! Time flies. It does it for is, sure. It flies. Yeah, yeah, it really does. And um, you see, I mean, you're a tall guy. If y'all don't know, y'all can't really tell because we're sitting down. He towers over me. He's like what six three? Yeah, six six three. It's uh, my most important personality trait. <laughs> is being tall. <laughs> It's the most and, useful personality trait that I have. And it's funny. I remember um, the last episode, I think when we were talking about it, you were saying that it your height kind of makes you a little bit goofy in certain situations. Yes, very goofy. <laughs> I trip over myself to this day a lot. It's really embarrassing when you're out in public and I like, I don't, I guess I don't lift my feet up a lot when I walk and I tend to drag like the, the ball of my foot or my, on my toes. Yeah. And I'll just trip. I'll just like stumble over myself. I'm like, this oh. is embarrassing. But maybe it's just part of being tall. Yeah. It's terrible. Which I, I, I wish I was, I wish I was taller, but you know, it is, it is what it is. Why did I bring that up? I forget why I brought that up. Uh, you need me to reach something on the top shelf for you in here? Is that why? <laughs> Nah, whatever. Like I said, unplanned, right? Yep. That's that's the way we that's the way we roll. But um, yeah it it going back to something that we were talking about in the first episode, kind of relating to what we were just talking about a few minutes ago as well. Um, I remember you said you grew up in a small town. Where was that again? Allegheny County, Allegheny, North Carolina, baby. That's it. Yeah, Allegheny. Yeah, and I, I was like, Allegheny was never heard of that before no one has yeah but um would you would you say that I guess in in preparation for helping to raise your younger brother or be kind of like a role model or someone who can he can can look up to did you have men in your life uh growing up that helped prepare you for something like taking helping to take care of your younger brother or is it something that you had to learn on the fly? Um, ironically, the the ten to twelve year age gap, like me and my little brother, have runs pretty commonly in my family. Both my parents are significantly younger than the rest of their siblings, so I have mm-hmm. cousins who are ten years older than me. 
Uh-huh. Uh, and then there's me. And then 10 to 12 years later, there's my little brother. Yeah. And then theoretically, when I have kids, you'll probably be like 14, 15. Yeah. And, and then when it's a nice little cycle of 10 to 12 years. So I've always had older people and then people that weren't as much older than me. So I think the value of having someone, you know, in that 8 to 12 year range is they've yeah. been they've been they've been where you're at in life a lot closer than the old people have. Mm. And like and times change a lot. Yeah. Like imagine think about how much how much like this school has changed since we were You know, my girlfriend is a teacher. They don't do letter grades anymore. What do they do? Like their progress reports are like massive packets of like like when we were in school, we just got letter grades. It's like, hey, you're good. B, you're kind of good. <laughs> F, you suck. Like, what are you doing? It's like, but like now it's like they don't even do like letter grades. Like times have changed so much. Yeah. It, which irritates me because my dad likes to tell me my little brother's smarter than me than I was when I was his age. And I'm like, don't tell me that. We, we don't know. Like the yeah. standardized testing is different now. Yeah. And he's homeschooled. So like he'll never take the standardized test that I had to take. There's no, there's no fair way of determining if he's smarter than me or not yeah my dad knows it irritates me a little bit and <laughs> brantley will talk smack about it too <laughs> yeah so. yeah um and that that's an interesting point that you made um with the different levels of age gaps in your family um it, it's similar with my family as well i have some cousins that are um you know 30s uh, about to be 40 in their 40s yep. and then there's my brother who's one of the youngest he's 12 and so huge almost 30 year age gap between you know some of the oldest my oldest cousins and you know the youngest cousin which I think is my brother not not including like great grandchildren yeah because there's because it, it's strange because my younger brothers they're they're around the age of the great grandkids because yep. my older cousins they've had they've had kids at around the same time my parents had my brother so, so like on my mom's side i'm still the youngest member on my mom's side of the family really no none of, none of me and my brother or any of our cousins have had kids yet on my mom's side so i'm still the baby <laughs> wow. at this rate i'm gonna be the one that starts the next generation but it's why and then on my dad's side there are you know great grandkids my little brother I'm like I'm far from being the youngest on that side, but on my mom's side, I'm still trucking along as the baby. Yeah, and, and yeah, I, I think that's interesting because you know, with that gap again, it not only do you have your your parents, and um, I have I have like my uncles as well. Mm -hmm. Do you have a lot of aunts and uncles? <clears throat> two two uncles, two aunts. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It, but. Long story short, um, it there's just been so much wisdom, so much different walks of life, mm -hmm. so many people who have done different things to help out, and that's all contributed to me raising my brothers. And obviously, there's um, most of what I do comes from the Bible, anyways. Yep. At least I would like to, I would, I would, I, would, I strive to be like that because yep. I'm, you know, we're, we're not perfect, you know, and we still make the wrong choices and stuff like that. But, you know, most of what I try to share with my brothers comes from the Bible and then also pulling in from wise counsel from, uh, mm. from, you know, my family, obviously from people in the church. So there's always been a radius of great influence around me to help me out. And it, it's good to know that, 
it seems like that's how it is for you as yep. well in raising your brother as well. Um, I'm humble enough to admit that I've not always been a great influence. Mm. Uh, when Before I, I, I became a Christian, I was guilty of, I am at fault for my little brother saying his first curse word. <laughs> I, I, I will humbly admit that. And, you know, I, t I was not a Christian boy for a long time. And when he was younger, I would not really watch what I'd say around him. And yeah. I remember him being three and he dropped something. He could barely talk. Uh -huh. And I was like, ah, oh, guys, you're overreacting. He can, he can barely talk. He doesn't understand what I'm saying. And he dropped yeah. something and you just hear him go, oh. And I'm like, <laughs> that's on me, guys. I'll admit it. I was like, <laughs> 15, 16 at the time. Yeah. I'll admit it. That's on me. Yeah. I'll take full responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> but I like to think these days I'm a lot better of an influence on them and yeah. a lot more of a godly influence on them at that. Yeah. But that that's actually a good thing because um he he gets the opportunity to see you continue to grow mm -hmm. and and develop and you know get grow get more responsibility, grow in maturity and all that stuff. It, it, it's really helpful. Um, for your brothers to see those mistakes that you may have made. Um, cause I, uh, man, I know a lot of people, they think the only way that you can gain wisdom is through experience. Mm -hmm. I've been reading through the book of Genesis and obviously we know that story with Adam and Eve eating the apple and everything. Not apple, but fruit. Yeah. Who knows what type of fruit it was, but it said fruit. Um, but yeah, Adam and Eve eating the fruit and something that um, my Bible notes were saying was that a lot of people feel that wisdom can only be gained through experience. Um, like when some people would say something like, oh, don't touch the stove. Don't tell someone don't touch the stove because that's going to make them want to touch the stove, which... In some aspects, that's true, but at the same time, I don't think, I, I think it's better to help someone not touch the stove at all yeah. versus get burned and have to learn through that experience, you know? Been there. I put my whole, my whole hand, my whole right hand on a burner when I was like seven. <laughs> I learned very quickly, don't touch the stove. Yeah. But yeah, it's... um. I don't think there's a lot of things that I think people do and they'll say, you know, all oh, those experiences, let, which is true. Don't get me wrong. That's true. But at the same time, you know, having been through those things, you know, it's a great opportunity to share with the next generation or some other people, you know, hey, I've been through this and I don't want to see you go through the same thing. Mm -hmm. So let me help guide you into a different way. Because you can gain wisdom through other people as well yep. um, that have, you know, been through certain things. You don't always have to go through. You don't always have to do something to learn about it. Um, we have never we have never drowned because we're still here. But we know that drowning is a possibility if you stay underwater too long. I can't swim. So it's always a possibility. For me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one like the swift push into a pool and. I can't swim. It's too deep. I'm done. Uh, so. <laughs> no, I, I can't swim either. I can move. Like I, if, if I'm underwater, I can move. Yeah. I could get to one spot to the other. But it's just a matter of if I have enough air in my lungs left before I get to <laughs> this, <laughs> that spot. Uh, same. <laughs> no. 
There's like there's, that's the perk of being six three. Or most pools yeah. aren't deep enough for me to drown in. <laughs> Emphasis on most. There are some, yeah. but yeah, there are some that are really deep. But uh, yeah, man, it we you don't always have to experience something to learn that that's what you you shouldn't do. Um, so the point of me bringing that up is it's I think it's a good thing that your brother got to experience that mm-hmm. um even though technically it was through experience he said he said that he didn't get in trouble for it i got in trouble for him saying it which is fair he's yeah, three yeah. he doesn't know what that's a bad word at yeah. three you probably don't comprehend what bad words are yeah so yeah and i i think everybody's been there too i remember i was playing on the playstation one time and i sent a message to somebody who had beat me in 2k <laughs> <laughs> And I didn't, I, I didn't delete it. And my dad called me downstairs once, uh, one day and he read it out to me. Like he just read. And I, I think that's actually, I think that makes it sometimes that makes it more impactful. Um, let's say somebody, let's say a couple is going to couples therapy. Mm. Sometimes you have to hear somebody say something from something else to really get it. So the therapist could say the same exact thing that the husband or wife has been saying for a long time. But you don't really process it until you hear somebody else say it. Yep. Um, and so it really processed for me in that moment when I heard my dad read it to me. <laughs> like he just read the full sentence. And, I, and and looking back, me and my sister laugh about it to this day. We're like, buddy, she, they call me buddy. She, yeah. just, she said, buddy, that didn't even make sense what you said. It just, <laughs> And I was like, yeah, I, I know, I know. But yeah, I think... Um, uh yeah every everybody i think every you know a lot of people experience that because you're young you don't you you hear something and you don't know what it means and you yeah. say it uh, i've been there before i said a cuss word to my a cuss word to my cousin one time and he told my grandma and my mom and they sat me in time out for the rest of the day but yeah long yeah it's it, it's helpful when your brother can see your progression and he can you can help him, you know, get to that place or even farther along yeah. because he's seen it and you're explaining to him, you know, why this may not be the right thing to do, why you should maybe want to go this way instead of that way and stuff like that. So I think it's nice to be transparent with your brothers in that way. I try to let my brothers know when I'm in the wrong yeah, just so I can tell them instead of just telling them you need to do this letting them know, okay, you may not want to do this and here's why, mm-hmm. you know? So, and, and along with them growing up with you and seeing you progress, I think it helps out a ton as well in that way, man. And that's the, like, again, kind of having someone in the middle ground between you and your parents of an age close to it's beneficial. Cause like, yeah. by the time my little brother's old enough to date, so it's just like four or five years, like <laughs> my dad's going to be a dinosaur. What advice is my dad going to be able to give him that is canon for 2026, 2027 dating? Yeah. Like, it's, it's a long time since my dad's been in the dating pool. Yeah. So it's like uh, being a little closer in age, you can give him advice that, because like, it's a lot different now than it was, you know, yeah. back when our parents were young, you know, with the prevalence of dating apps mm-hmm. and just how much the world has changed and the dating culture has changed. Yeah. Being, you know, able to give advice from someone a little closer in age i think is beneficial yeah and and you could give him an evolved like evolved advice as well like a version 2.0 because i'm sure your dad 
gave you advice, you know, throughout your life of dating and stuff like that. And so you kind of have that old school <laughs> dinosaur advice, yeah. but you've also been in the new generation as well and gotten to experience firsthand the kind of the dating game yeah. in the world and everything. And, you know, with you having a girlfriend now, you know, having that experience as well. <clears throat> and so you have that, you know, that old school knowledge from your dad and you have the experience from being in this generation. Yeah. So now you can merge the two and, you know, kind of marry those two things together and give it to your brother in a way where he'll be unstoppable. You know, <laughs> he'll, 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 he'll I'm, when I say unstoppable, I mean, in a way like he'll, he'll know how to navigate, you know, he, he'll, he'll know how to navigate. So he, he'll be good, man. He'll be good. Back in our, back in our parents day, you, you, you took her to the, you know, the, the, the ice cream shop, the ice cream parlor. And when times were simpler, bro. times were simpler. I, I don't, you paid 25 cents for a, a gallon of ice cream. And, <laughs> so I, I don't know if you've seen it. Um, there was this list that came out mm-hmm. of um, some, uh, there was a woman who made this list of places that a guy should not take me on a first date. I saw that. You saw that? Yeah. Was Golden like, Corral was on the list. And I'm like, you know what? That's the one I'll kind of agree with. I don't like Golden. I have a personal gripe with Golden Corral. Oh, um, we're going to have to talk about that, man. Okay. When you go there and you just see a kid chuck his fish into the chocolate fountain, oh. pull it out and start licking it and then stick it back for seconds, it kind of just changes your whole your whole perspective on Golden Corral and if I want to eat there in the future. Yeah. I, that that makes sense. I've never seen a kid... Um, I've never seen a kid put his hand in it, but I've heard from some of my friends similar things yep. where they see people not having the most proper hygiene, public eating etiquette uh, when they're at uh, all-you-can-eat dining places like that. Yeah. Back to um, your previous point of the, the list. <laughs> that yeah. I, I didn't mean to interrupt on my Golden Corral tangent. <laughs> no, you're good. I, I love Golden Corral. I, I'm sorry. Y'all, y'all gonna- I did until that moment. That it kind of ruined it for me. And that that made that makes sense. That makes sense. But I, I'm I'm always have a love for going crowd. The chicken, the mac and cheese is. I think it's like I think it's Stouffer's mac and cheese. I don't know if they actually make it. A lot of the stuff they probably don't actually. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I wouldn't know. I don't. But uh, nothing against you going corral. I love you. If you want to sponsor this, go ahead. I mean offense. <laughs> I mean offense by it. <laughs> but um, yeah that. The list was crazy, man. It like every restaurant in the book, bowling was on there. The movies was on there. Just so many things. Yeah. So it's one of those. What do you, where do you want to go? <laughs> where do you want to go? Interesting there's, there's, fact. I did with my current girlfriend. I went to an ice cream parlor <laughs> on our first date. Dude. Took it simpler times. Yeah. Because it there's so much. Um, there's so much. Placed on where we go instead of the experience because you could have the best time with someone in a, that's extreme. I was going to say in an alley, that's extreme, but you, you can, <laughs> you, you can have a great experience with somebody at an ice, like you, the ice yep. cream shop, you know, cause especially if y'all both like having good conversations, you know, you could have a great time. It doesn't always have to be the most luxurious place. Yep. And there is a place for that, you know, where you could, you know, maybe you would maybe both of you really like that place and y'all want to go. There's nothing wrong with that. I think the problem lies where it's solely on. It's solely on, I guess, the aesthetics of it all, the aesthetics, 
Um, the status of. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's just the way our culture is kind of now and how I do think social media has spun it that way where. Yeah, big, big You know, time. a lot of people, everything they do is photographed so they can post it later. And I yeah. guess no one wants to be photographed at Golden Corral on a date. Maybe, yeah. maybe not, but I think it's just a, trying to say it's a lot more about the company than it is what you're doing. That's with, yeah. you know, with, you know, relationships, you know, what you do on your free time, like hanging out with your friends. Like you don't always have to go to expensive venues loud bars, stuff like that. Mm. Like, me and my friends, typically, we're hanging out at someone's apartment. Yeah. And, you know, there's not overbearingly loud music. And yeah. it's just like, it's a place where we're able to enjoy each other's company, watch some football, and just have a good time. And that's essentially what it's about. It's yeah. not about going to the most extravagant places or doing the most, like, extravagant things. It's about just enjoying the company of the people you're with. Yeah. And, and if you, um, my friend Dalton, he was on here a while ago. And he was saying that a lot of times um, we see relationships nowadays, whether friends or, um, you know, romantic relationships, a lot of it is kind of based on proximity nowadays Mm -hmm. to where you're only friends with that person when you're doing a certain activity. Like, oh, that's let's say you're making your wedding list. Oh, that's my that's my basketball guy. You know, I gotta invite him to the wedding, and he may be an important person in your yeah. life. But do y'all only <clears throat> are y'all only friends on the court, or do y'all yeah. have a, a you know a you know a relationship outside of that? Um, and so, yeah, with relationships, if the only time you could really have a good time with somebody is when you're at an expensive because re- you could go to an expensive restaurant yeah. and have the worst day ever because the person could be on their phone the whole yeah. time uh they could <clears throat> people may people have mixed opinions about this so i'm just gonna say what my what i do i usually like to take care of the bill on a first date yes yeah i, I agree I yeah agree. Now, I, as, I'm a pretty traditional guy in that aspect. I I do fundamentally believe that most of the time I'm taking care of the bill. Yeah, and then as the relationship progresses and stuff like that, you know, y'all could start um, can both contributing to that and stuff like that. Um, but why did I bring that up? Um, yeah, it. Long story short, it like you said, I like what you said. It's I I think we've put too much of an emphasis on the environment or the experience over mm-hmm. the comp- the company of the person. And I, I think that's that's what's really gonna take that relationship yep. or friendship beyond the walls of where you're at, beyond the walls of the gym or beyond yep. the walls of the restaurant or beyond the walls of the movie theater yep. or other places like that. And um if you can have a good time just sitting in the apartment talking to someone for hours, I think you're in a good spot. I can talk for a long time if you get me going, especially if I'm watching the Pittsburgh Steelers play football. I can <laughs> I can get on tangents and it can last a long time. Yeah, I got to introduce you to uh, uh, this guy I work with. He He's a Steelers fan also. And it's crazy. I saw a stat. It was like y'all are – y'all have had more – yards against and rushing and passing yards against but y'all have a winning record which is every crazy. game this year we have been outgained like the opponent yeah the opponent has gained more yards than us in all nine games <laughs> but we're six and three and that's <laughs> what matters hey you're you're in a good spot man because 
it if y'all are six and three and then it picks up, who knows? We got an easy part of the schedule coming up. So that's hey. we can make the playoffs. I'm happy for y'all, man, because the Panthers, they're not. Oh, y'all are terrible. <laughs> I watched, I went to the uh, Panthers Colt game. Oh, really? Yeah, it was brutal. I called the two of the pick sixes he threw in that game. Really? I sat there, I'm like, he's going to throw a pick six next drive. <laughs> Boom. I was like, this is great. Yeah. Bryce Young, if you ever listen to this, man, I love you, brother, and I'm, I'm wishing nothing but the best for you. And he'll be fine. <laughs> I think Bryce Young will be fine. Yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. That he He has way too much talent, man. He'll, he'll be good. But um, <clears throat> yeah, man. Those having having sincere friendships and a sincere, you know, relationship like that, it it'll really go a long way. And that's part of what I was telling my brother today too. He's he's the captain for the basketball team this mm-hmm. year, and um, he he's been really enjoying that and appreciating that, and it's a great achievement for him. Yep. And I I let him know, you know, that's a great accomplishment. That's a great achievement, and you know, I like I like seeing my brothers happy. So what makes them happy makes me happy. So, you know, whatever they're doing, I'm all for it. <clears throat> but I was telling him, you know, he he's kind of been getting <laughs> and this is Daniel. He I I I, I just let it be known. It's yeah. da- it's Daniel. <laughs> Daniel, it's you. Um but it, they I love them. I and I I do it during my sermons yep. too. I I just, you know, if it's my brothers, I'm going to say who it is. Yeah. But I, as long as it's something that's not like detrimental to their their character, this is just you know a story. But um, yeah, he he's kind of been having a little bit of pride with his new role on the team as the captain, being a starter and everything. And so, take him out to the courts and humble him, drop beat him eleven to, eleven to nothing, let him know what's up. <laughs> yeah, that's my goal. I want to stay just good enough in shape. That I can always beat my little brother, man. It, in every it, sport he tries, that that's the dream. Yeah, it's crazy how that's like a big, that's a common big brother trait. Because you want the best for your brothers, but there's part of you that still has a competitive edge over them. It's like, don't forget, I can always. Yep. If we if we need to go there, we'll go there. I, I can always still win. The, you know, oh, and I'll never, I'll never let him win. <laughs> that, that, I get that from my dad. It, I was. A junior in high school before I ever beat my dad one on one in basketball consistently. Wow. Yeah, he made me earn it. He did not let me. He never let me win a game. He Great. had to earn it. So I will not. I will. That's a mindset I will keep with both uh-huh. my little brother and my sons. Is that yeah. you will earn it when you beat. <laughs> it's so much better when you earn it. Yeah, like you know you you did it. And it, that's a good thing too because it. Obviously, you want to support them and encourage them, but you also have to let them know nothing is. Nothing is just given like that. Yeah. You you gotta you know there there's just certain things in this world you gotta earn. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously everything every good and perfect gift comes from up above comes yep. from God, but at the same time there are some things that you you gotta put the work in. Mm-hmm. You know if you if you want to be a good basketball player you gotta practice. You gotta yeah you gotta challenge yourself. Um, it's a crazy thing this to this day I've never beaten my dad. It but we also haven't played in a while. Um, we haven't played one on one in a while. Now it will probably be more evenly matched because. But your, my your dad's taller than you, so yeah, he. I'm taller than my dad, so that really <laughs> does help. Yeah, and my my dad's taller than me, and he's also he's also he's always been skilled. Mm-hmm. Like my dad just lives, breathes. Well, not too much anymore because he he's gotten older and he's has a lot more responsibility. But he's he's always just been you know live. Bre- 
And to this day, like I'll, I'll tell anybody, I truly believe if my dad had the opportunity, he would have made it to the league. Yeah. I really do. Th- I really do think that he was that dedicated, but, um, yeah, to this day, I've never beaten my dad, <laughs> but, um, yeah, you, we, we got to let them know, man, there's some things where, you know, God gives grace for you to achieve things, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's one of those things where let's say you ask God for wisdom, but you're never, you just never, you just never put yourself in a situation where you can grow in wisdom. You yeah. don't, you know, hang around people who, you know, just have more experience than you and just are able to give that wisdom. You know, you don't read your Bible for 10 years, you know, stuff like yep. that. You know, how are you going to grow in wisdom? It, it And God's very much capable of snapping it into you. Mm-hmm. But I think he desires a genuine, a genuine process of that. I think he wants us to put in the work to grow in wisdom because um, it's always it's there. It's available to us. Mm-hmm. It's just are we willing to grab hold of it? Um, and I, I think and I'm not trying to sit here and say oh, practicing will get you to the NBA or the NFL. Yeah. We, we have to be realistic. It's a one percent type of thing. Yeah. 1% of the people make it to the league in any league really. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, if it's something that you truly want and you're not, you know, working, you're not putting in any type of work, it's going to be hard. <laughs> it's going to be hard to get there. It's already hard to yeah. get there with the best players in the world. So, you know, you just got to put in that work, but I forget uh, what we're, Oh yeah. Back to the story I was saying yeah. um, with my, my brother, um, what I was telling him was, you know, yes, you've accomplished a lot of these things. You're the captain. You're a starter on the team. That's amazing, and I'm proud of you. Mm-hmm. And that that's just one of the things that makes you who you are. But at the same time, when you leave your middle school, I'm willing to bet that more people would remember you for how you treated others than you being on the basketball team. Yes. Um, more people will remember you for how – you treated your friends, how you got, you know, you impressed your teachers and stuff like that, then you scoring 15 points in the basketball game yep. because players are going to come and go. But how you made people feel, that's a feeling that lasts for many years, if not a lifetime. Oh, yeah, unless you're good enough to go, like, high-level college ball, no one remembers you at the high school level. <laughs> like, no one from Allegheny County is going to remember me playing four years of basketball there no one uh, cares like it's not it's it's one a high school basketball like it was cool but like yeah. you can't let that be stuff that defines your life exactly high school athletics because you're coming most people aren't going to play college athletics yeah and you're just going to come and go and you won't probably i would hope people would want to be remembered for better things than just high school athletics yeah and it you, you can't find your identity in those things um, because if your identity is in those things, once it's over, you kind of have a loss of direction. You don't really know what's next. You and live vicariously through your children and relive the glory days. Mm, <laughs> don't yeah. do, don't do that. Don't yeah. do that, people. Yeah, don't don't live through your kids. Don't. And I, I'm not a parent yet, so this take this with a grain of salt. But at the same time, these are things that my dad has told me as well. My dad, he he's tried to, and same thing with my mom too. They they try they they proactively don't try to live through mm-hmm. through us. 
because you, you, your parents, they should want, you know, better for you, but they should also want to support you in what you want to do as well. Um, um, but yeah, don't, don't live vicariously through your, there, there's always a kid on the sports teams that you can tell doesn't really want to be there, especially when you're like young Yeah, and it's yeah. like, but you can tell like mom and dad are making them be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of an example. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure Nikola Jokic loves basketball, but there's sometimes where you just see him and it just seems like he's bored. He wants and to be back in Serbia on his horse farm. <laughs> yeah. That's what he wants to be doing. I respect it. He just plays basketball as a hobby. That's what it seems yeah. like. Yeah. As soon as it's over, he just, he goes back to Serbia, horse farm. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. Like he, he, he lost his finals MVP trophy or something like that and they had to find it for him. <laughs> but he's, he's not here. He's on his horse farm. Yeah. And I respect that. Yeah. It's a man who values the little things in life. Exactly. Um, but it, it it also goes to show that he's a man who doesn't seem like he puts his identity in what he does mm-hmm. or, you know, his his job. Because, yes, professional sports, that's a career and stuff, but it's also, you know, a job that you do. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he, he, he just seems like he enjoys life. He doesn't place his identity in those things. And... Um, yeah, even going back to what we were talking about with relationships, I think it's also an identity issue when you feel that you are not receiving what you think you deserve because you're not going to the most lavish restaurants or anything like that, or you aren't with a supermodel, yeah. you know, on the guy's side. Because it, it goes both ways. It's not just women. It's, mm-hmm. it's men and women um, who have some have identity issues in relationships to where you know you feel like your you feel like your identity is rooted in having this lavish soft Mm. life yeah and you turn down a bunch of you know good guys because they may not necessarily give you what you think you deserve and on the guy's side you feel that you deserve the most beautiful woman on planet earth Mm -hmm. there's always going to be someone who physically i guess is, is trying to be careful with my words here um there, there's no perfect person out there is what you're trying to get at exactly that that's thank thank you for thank you uh there's no perfect person but there is someone that's perfect for you yep. i would say um so i think that takes self-reflection to realize like you might but i think most people that want that perfect person probably have an idea in their head that they're also this perfect person Think, yeah, I'm I'm yeah. well aware I am far from that, <laughs> and I think you know once you have that through your head, you realize like everyone everyone you interact with is going to have flaws. Some people are going to be quick to anger. Some people are going to be yeah. stubborn. Some people yeah. are going to have very short attention spans. You know, people are going to have various social economic standings. Yeah, but I think when you really value the characteristics of a person's rather than and your the positives of the person exactly. rather than overwhelmingly looking at the negatives what they don't offer yeah you will have a lot better relationships with people yeah exactly and when you have that self-reflection too it it i think a lot of times we project on to people our own insecurities Mm -hmm. about ourselves and so um kind of like what i was saying earlier part of the reason that i was yelling at my brother the other day I realized that it wasn't, I wasn't even really that mad at him. I was kind of mad about myself. One, because I was being a hypocrite in that moment. And mm-hmm. then two, you know, also recognizing I'm not perfect and it frustrates me. 
Um, if I'm being honest, 2023 was probably the hardest year of my life. Okay. Um, not com- not in terms of like struggles like, you know, that you would see on the outside. Mm-hmm. But just internally, I've been growing in ministry and stuff, and I, I've kind of had this wrong impression of myself. Like I need to be this perfect Christian. I'm preaching. Yep. I need to practice what I preach. You know, all day, every day. And so I can make the littlest mistake and it eats at me. And I'm like, dang, like I, I messed up. Like I'm, I'm not. And so me yelling at my brother is kind of me projecting my insecurity upon him because he wasn't doing the right thing in that moment. And I'm frustrated at myself because I don't always do the right thing. But no, like you were saying, nobody's perfect. We're not always going to do the right thing. That's something that I need to, you know, continue working on in myself. Um, but I keep forgetting wh- where I keep forgetting <laughs> what we're talking about. Yeah, I have that effect on people. I'm bad for <laughs> sidetracking conversations, and you revisit it five minutes later down this rabbit hole and realize you have no clue what we were originally talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's my favorite. It's one of my favorite things about myself. It's my ability to derail every conversation. That's a good thing, though. It, it's it, it's a gift for sure. But- <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. I think other people would uh, disagree. Uh, yeah, but it. It um self reflection yeah so you it's important to have a self reflection and realize where you're at and you're not projecting that because if you think you're perfect mm. you're gonna feel like you deserve someone who's perfect and you could just bash them for any little thing that they do um which is unhealthy obviously and you know it, it's not gonna lead to anything good and so in in any relationship whether friendship or uh you know, you're a significant other, you know, when you are self-aware and you're self-conscious of, you know, where you're at and you're honest with Mm -hmm. the other person where you're at, it it can really help go a long way, especially if you're both being honest where you're at and you could help one another, support one another and lift one another up and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's really important. Um, Something that I I also think this it's very the idea of everything should be self-serving is very Mm -hmm. prevalent in our culture that, you know, relationships, friendships, everything should be very self-serving that you should be, um, you know, if someone's not offering value to you, then why are they in your life? And it's like, I think that's a shallow way to look at things. And I think when you look at focus on rather the value you can bring to others and the good you can do for other people in their lives, I think you're going, I think that'll also tend to motivate people to view to change the way they look at things and realize that the world doesn't revolve around you. We're all just kind of cogs in this machine mm-hmm. that revolves around the Lord and the Lord's the center of all things. Like nothing, the world, I think the one thing I think people struggle to realize is that, you know, no matter how important someone thinks they are, when we die, the world's going to keep turning and it's yeah, like exactly. the world's not stopping for anybody and you just got to keep trucking along and you know, the world's not going to stop to serve you because you can't, you know, lace up the bootstraps and keep pushing forward. Yeah. And I think you have, once you realize that it's better to serve others and expect the whole world to serve you, it's a much happier approach to life. Yeah. Cause it, it becomes something that you eventually enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. So it's like knocking out two birds with one stone. Cause by serving others and putting a smile on somebody else's face, that in turn puts a smile on your face because yep. you enjoy doing it. And so it, it really helps. And that's what, that's what Je- that's what Jesus taught. Mm-hmm. Like he washed his disciples' feet. You know, the Lord, the Savior of the the world, Jesus Christ, 
you know, God manifested in the flesh was that on his knees washing his disciples' feet yep. and setting an example. And it, and it wasn't like he was just doing that. Just like he was also, he was not only setting an example, but that's just, he was being genuine and, you know, transparent and vulnerable in that moment. And so that's an example for us, you know, showing us, you know, what, what really is important. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause when you, when you have a heart that's willing and has a, have a desire to serve others, yeah, that, that can go a long way. Um, I mean, something even as simple as Chick-fil-A saying my pleasure, that can go a long way mm-hmm. versus no offense, but at some of these other places, they just hurl the bag through your window at the fast, <laughs> at the, uh, the drive through. It's just like, they just chuck your French fries through your window and say, get going. <laughs> yeah. Don't even, you don't even have time. Like I was at cookout the other day. Oh, you poor soul going to cookout <laughs> voluntarily. <laughs> That's bold. Yeah. It, I, I'm, I'm trying to not eat it too much anymore, but, um, yeah, bro. Like the, you don't even really have a chance to ask for barbecue and ranch anymore. Cause it, you see, and you never know what anybody's going through. Yeah. So I, I try not to judge people, but, um, you know, you see kind of the attitude a little mm-hmm. bit and it doesn't really make you want, you just want to leave. You don't even want to, I don't even, it makes me not even want to ask for a barbecue and ranch. Yeah. I'm just like, you know, this person, they, they don't seem like they're, you know, in the best mood. So I don't, yeah. I don't even want to bother them anymore. Um, and like I said, you don't know what people are going through. They could maybe going through a tough time, yeah. you know, tough situation in their life. They may just have a bad, been having a bad day, but you know, still it's, you know, talking about service, you know, not only is service important, but I think having a good genuine attitude about it makes it go a long way as well. Um, and I'm not judging that person. Yeah. Cause like I said, they could have been going through something, but just in general, Let's say you give somebody a present mm-hmm. and it's kind of just here, like you throw it at them. It, you, you still got the gift, but there's, there's just something about when service is genuine yeah. and you can really tell that it's in someone's heart to serve you in this way, in this moment that makes it go the extra mile. And that's kind of like what I was saying earlier with my brother, you know, how you make people feel. Yeah, can can really go a long way, and even something that one of the pastors here, um, Pastor Bernard, he was telling me, um, <clears throat> you know, when giving the sermons, it's good to exegete the scripture and it's good to preach the word. That's all important, and that's what you should be doing. Mm-hmm. But there's also an aspect of wanting the people to feel good as well, and not every message is going to feel good because yeah. you have to preach about sin you have to preach about the wages of sin you know the wages of sin is death yeah but you also have an opportunity to preach about the good news the gift of god is eternal life you know romans six twenty three. yeah and so there there it's a balance for sure but when it comes to service and you can tell that someone is you know really genuine mm-hmm. about serving you in the way that they are i think that goes a long way to help build up somebody's mood and stuff like that. And can he, it's, I, I think it's contagious, honestly. Yeah. I think it's, you know, a feeling that can be transferable um, and can help make someone that's having a bad day turn their whole day around. And mm-hmm. so I, I think the, the attitude behind that service goes a long way as well. And I think that's an important thing to take into account also. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also think there's a level of, I don't, I don't want to say arrogance because I don't think that's the right word. 
Yeah. But this idea that no one's allowed to, uh, like, if someone hurts your feelings or, like, wrongs you, even if it's on intentional or on purpose, like, how dare they? They're the worst person on the planet. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, in I think it's Matthew, they talk about, like, Peter's like, what if someone wrongs me 77 times? And this is this is not the um, exact wording, but he's just yeah. like, I don't care if they wrong you 77 times. It's like there's still an element of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, everybody you interact with at one point or another is going to hurt your feelings. You're going to say something that irritates you, hurts you in a way. Yeah. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It doesn't mean that, you know, they hate you or that mm-hmm. you they, they deserve to be hated now on your behalf. It's just that it's just the reality of interacting with people. No one's perfect. Yeah. There's always going to be, I'm like, if you know someone and every time they see you, they kick you in the nards. I understand if you don't <laughs> want to go, you know, 77 times of getting you know, kicked in the nards every time you see this person. But yeah. it's an element of like forgiveness. And it's just like, I, after a while I can understand it, but some people it's like they do one or two things to you and they act like it's the end of the world. And yeah. it's not, it's, you forgive, you move forward, because, you know, it, reality is none of us were worthy of the forgiveness God gave us. Yeah, exactly. But yet we still got it. And even as Christians, we still sin and fall short every day, like Romans yeah. 3 tells us we're going to. But there's a act of continued forgiveness from God towards us that we as people sometimes are too arrogant to believe that we, uh, that someone's not worthy of my forgiveness. And I yeah. think that is something that kind of falls on what we were talking about of this, like, true service to other people. Yeah, and forgiveness is forgiveness is an act of love as well. Um, it when I preached on the fruits of the spirit, one of them was uh, patience. One of the fruits of the spirit is patience, and in the King James, it used the word long suffering, mm-hmm. which I, I really like that word long suffering because if you are if you have a friendship or relationship that you desire to be long-term, there's going to be points in time where there's going to be points where you have to suffer through the relationship a little yep. bit because they may be annoying you. They may have said something that you don't like. They may have done something that you, that you don't appreciate. But, you know, are y'all going to, you know, talk about it? Are y'all willing to forgive and continue the relationship? Because the relationships that you truly desire – there's it's bound it's naive to think that a relationship or a friendship isn't going to have any types of bumps or bruises along the way there's always going to be some type of pothole that you're going to hit and may mess up the alignment of your car for a little bit but you know there's a reason why you can go get your car realigned you know you can always realign with that person get back on the same track so that goes back to the self-reflection as well understanding that you're not perfect understanding that you weren't worthy of Jesus of of God's forgiveness. Yeah, and so be, if God, I don't think there's a wrong you can do towards someone that is worse than our sin being upon Jesus on the cross. Um, I would and, agree. and that that that's that's such a that may seem like a strange thing to say. Um, because the whole the, all of sin of man, he he bared it once. Yeah, like the what what I'm saying is he endured way more than what someone does to us. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you have to forgive someone and be best friends with them or but even if you never talk to the person again, you can still forgive and I that that's such a hard thing for a lot of people to grasp even me cuz I think about it, 
you know, I think about, let's say someone were to hurt my mom or my sister, it would be hard for me to forgive yeah. that person. You know, um, if someone hurt my dad or my brothers, you know, anybody in my family, it, someone I'm close to, it would be very hard to forgive that person. But then mm-hmm. I also have to think about what Jesus endured on the cross because I'm just dealing with the sin that that person did towards me. Mm-hmm. Jesus had to, like you just said, had to have all of the sin of everybody upon him yeah. on the cross. You know, in that moment, having God kind of turn his back on him because of the sin. Yeah. You know, that's some, and I, and, and the, the worst thing anybody could ever experience is separation from God. Mm-hmm. So imagine Jesus experiencing that in that moment. You know, that's, that's hard. Yeah. And so, but when you realize that and realize that you were forgiven, I think that can help you to forgive others as well. And, you know, like I was saying, forgiveness is an act of love. Um, there's this verse that I really like. I think it's, I believe it's first John three fourteen. I don't want to get people wrong. I got the Bible right here. You already know we had to pull out the Bible at least once during this thing, man. I think it's first John three fourteen. And I have it memorized in uh, King James, but it says, um, we know that we have passed from death unto life because we love the brethren. Any man who loveth not his brother abideth in death. Um, And so forgiveness, there it goes. uh, We know that we have passed from death to life because we love each other. Anyone who does not love remains in death. It is. Forgiveness is a part of love. I don't think you could have love absent of Mm -hmm. forgiveness. And so not only is that important, it's also an important aspect when it comes to our growth and sanctification as Christians. Because, you know, the Bible is plain here telling us that, you know, being a new creature, 2 Corinthians 5, 7, I don't, we're starting to roll off a bunch of (laughs) scriptures now. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, um, um, therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Yep. A part of growth as that new creature is that forgiveness, I think, and that all is rooted in in love. And so I think that's an important thing. And I don't mean to ramble on here, but I think that's, you know, so important when it comes to just being a believer and just relationships with people being willing to you know, forgive, you don't necessarily have to forget and you don't necessarily have to be all buddy, buddy with the person. But at the same time, you know, forgiveness it is, you know, it, it helps to bring you, you peace mm-hmm. and kind of a closure from that situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like just because someone doesn't have, I must say doesn't have a spot in your life anymore doesn't mean that there has to be bad blood exactly like you know you guys might not you know whether it be you know an old friend an ex maybe a family member you're estranged from just because you you know are not in each other's lives anymore and you know for whatever reason doesn't mean you have to talk bad about each other exactly you can have you can forgive without having to people to be in your life and like mm-hmm. it's just you can have a forgiveness and that you, that you guys can exist separate from each other mm-hmm. without, you know, to everyone around you having to tear each other down. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 
And, you know, if there's a time down the line where you can reconnect with that person and kind of talk about it, I think that's healthy also um, to kind of have that closure in that way to where you kind of have closure for yourself. But having a conversation with somebody, y'all could understand that there's closure on both sides Mm -hmm. in that situation. So if there's an opportunity to talk to somebody who you may have not talked to in a while but you've already forgiven and kind of talk about the situation. I think that's a healthy thing. Yeah. Also, if, if the opportunity presents itself, um, so a lot of situations are different. There's so many different nuances, yeah. and everything, but I think that could be a, you know, a healthy thing for anybody. Um, yeah. And sometimes too, um, you could, someone else could have placed the, the bomb uh, someone else could have placed the bomb under the bridge and you could detonate it and you're detonating a bomb that you didn't even place. Yep. So uh, not forgiving somebody could be, could potentially be you burning a bridge to a bomb under that you didn't even place. Yeah. You just detonated it. So you could have had the opportunity to, you know, go back. But once the bridge is burnt, there's no way to the other side, you know, I so, can't swim. So there really is no other <laughs> way to the other side. <laughs> That bridge is out. <laughs> I got no options. <laughs> yeah, but um, I I can't swim either, man. So we're 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 the same on that accord. We'll bro. just look. We'll look across the river. <laughs> <laughs> like Jordan. I don't know. The bridge is gone. I'm just kind of stuck here. Yeah, but um, yeah, man. That's 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 all good. Keep in mind, folks. Everybody who's listening, we came into this podcast with not knowing what we we're going to talk about. And this is like a great conversation, bro. Every single time we have like an hour conversation before we start recording. And then because you were setting up everything. I, I, I was <laughs> I, I was I was late. And with this new equipment and everything, I was setting everything up and it, it takes a good bit to set all this up. So we'll I'll figure out a quicker way to do it and stuff. Maybe I'll keep everything assembled and stuff like that. But yeah, man, Um. Well, I guess what 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 do you want to you want to what do you want to talk about, man? What what do you want to talk about? Was there something we were going to get back to? I felt like there was something we were going to revisit later, but I don't remember. I remember I said we would talk talk about going corral, but we kind of yeah, we did, did that we did we, we kind of did talk about that. It's bad, <laughs> man. I, I I like it. I mean, it depends on how how on topic you want the next couple minutes of this to be because i could i got so we, if we want to fill time i got some, some we, rants i could go on we could go anywhere bro it we we could literally go anywhere like what do, what do you got bojangles is an overrated fast food restaurant Whoa. yeah i'll put that up top that that's probably about as someone who was born and raised in north carolina that is my most controversial opinion whoa 10 years ago bojangles was great uh-huh. modern day bojangles is horrible what what so what about what about Bojangles changed that made you made you say it's overrated? I feel like one. Well, I think the qualities went down. Maybe it's just because like I'm used to like your small town Bojangles, uh-huh. like where I'm from. But modern, I don't know. Maybe it's just the Charlotte Bojangles are bad. Yeah, I don't know. But the the worst thing you can do to get me to be the most irritated at a restaurant is to get my order wrong. <laughs> I, I'll, eat, I'll eat almost anything as long as it's cooked, but yeah. just don't get my order wrong. Yeah. And every time I go to Bojangles, it seems like <laughs> every four times I go, at least two of them, my order's wrong. 
and it just it bugs me. Now <laughs> it bugs I, me so bad. I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I have noticed that as well. But it they don't necessarily get my order wrong. It's usually it's either the drink or the sauce. I I can't count telling you the amount of times I've asked for barbecue. I get the chicken supremes. I'm like barbecue. I need that barbecue. You don't get barbecue. Get honey mustard. Uh, I see honey mustard's the worst. I'm not a honey mustard guy. <laughs> I think is I, I don't hate Bojangles. Like I, I just don't think it belongs in the upper echelons of fast food. I think it's like it's like a C tier fast food. Yeah, and it, all its value comes from the fact they have Pepsi. That's that's where the Bojangles value. Uh, I'm a Pepsi guy. Okay. Well, I like Taco Bell more than most people <laughs> because they have Pepsi, and I love Pepsi. Yeah, nah, but it. So I I have a bias because I. Really, I like fried chicken, and I know fried chicken isn't the best for you. I know I'm. Our chicken's delicious. It, bro, you. It's so good. You, it's it's addicting, man. And I, I'm trying to get better at not eating it too much. I really don't eat it too much, but it's just, I, I know that it's not the healthiest thing in the world to eat. Yep. But I have a bias for fried chicken anywhere. Mm-hmm. And so I love Bojangles. I like Popeyes. I um, I've never been to Popeyes before. Really, I, I've never been. You never had the never uh, had Popeyes. I just heard something. Someone's trying to break in. No, nah, but uh, yeah, I <clears throat> there's no Popeyes anywhere close to where I'm from. Like, like honestly, is there a Popeyes in Winston? If there's a Popeyes in Winston Salem, the closest one to my to where I grew up is like an hour and fifteen minutes away. Mm-hmm. At that point, I'd rather just go to Chick Fil A. It's closer. Now Chick Fil A, that's Chick Fil A delicious. Yeah, I yeah. do love Chick Fil A. That's yeah, the Lord's can. chicken. That's you said. That's the that's the Lord's chicken. Is Chick Fil A? Hey, I mean, they're closed on Sundays. Exactly. So. That is a that's a holy establishment. <laughs> but like the only time I'd ever pick. I ever choose to go to Bojangles other than Chick Fil A is a Sunday because I have to, or if I just, <laughs> or if I want a Pepsi rather than it's like my want for Pepsi. Am I willing to sacrifice for worse mediocre chicken to get a Pepsi and then to get the great chicken but with a sweet tea? Yeah, and sometimes I want the Pepsi. Yeah, you just gotta. It's just a matter of what you're craving. I guess. Have you ever had Raising Cane's? I have heard of it. I really. I, do I've never it. had it. Really? I want to try it so bad. I, I do as well. I I don't think there's one near like us. Two though. hours away. It's like in Clemson. Yeah, or Clemson University. There's one close by to it. Yeah, and um, I, I have heard of it though. There's some people I work with that um, uh, I have a coworker who went to Auburn. Mm. I think there's one down there near Auburn, Alabama, Probably. and stuff like that. Um, I think they have one close to Charleston. Mm-hmm. So I may go there. I may try it. Um, we're having the um, we're having the uh, the whole office um, Christmas event. Yeah, in Charleston this year. So I may. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> okay, you work for the right company. <laughs> Is it overnight? Yeah the the main office is in Charleston, or the main office is in Mount Pleasant. Yeah, but uh, it's it's near Charleston. Yep. So I think there's one near there, so I may try it whenever I'm on the way back. But uh, that's another opinion of mine. Not, there is nothing good about South Carolina outside of Charleston. Really? Yes. Myrtle Beach is terrible. Now, yeah, yeah. I, don't don't argue with me on this. Myrtle Beach is dog water. Yeah. If you if you live in North Carolina, Myrtle Beach is probably the most popular beach. 
but the dirty myrtles it's yeah. earned it's earned its reputation reputation yeah if you if you visit if you come to if you don't live in north carolina or not if you don't live in north carolina or south carolina and you come to visit you may you you can go to see what we're talking about but Yes, the roads are so bad it will knock every filling in your tooth out because you're going to be jumping the whole time. (laughs) And like, there's just nothing. There's nothing in South Carolina other than Charleston. (laughs) It's ridiculous. Yeah, Charleston is nice. It's a nice small town, and you know we both grew up in you know pretty small towns. I mean, I'm sure Allegheny is smaller than Indian Trail, probably. (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, Because Indian Trail used to be pretty small, but it's grown a bit in terms of. uh, You go to a public school or a private school? Uh, public. Well, how big was your graduating class? Um, I think it was less than two hundred people. Mine was eighty six. Oh, yep. yep. You 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 got me beat, bro. Eighty six. Eighty six people. Our graduation was forty five minutes. That's beautiful. It was great. <laughs> it was it was June on a football field. I wanted to get out of there quick. <laughs> I mean, ours went by pretty quick too because we had a small class too. But eighty six yep. and only forty five yep. minutes. A can't go they, wrong. They with got that. that ball rolling. It was great, <laughs> man. Yeah, but we, I, growing up in a small town, it it, it makes you appreciate a lot more, and um, I, I think it really gives you perspective on a mm-hmm. lot of things because there's not too many things to do yep. in a small town, and so you kind of have to, you kind of have to create opportunities for yourself to find things to do, yep. and um. One thing I'm grateful for is me and my family have always been really close. So we we can have a good time just driving around and doing nothing and just that's having conversations with the car. To do. Exactly. And I will say the older I get, I can I don't think I could ever live in Allegheny County again just because of there is nothing to do. Uh-huh. But I will say the older I get, the more I enjoy going back there for like two or three days at a time mm-hmm. and just kind of getting a reset, a little break. Yeah. from Because I love my life here in Charlotte, but sometimes it's just nice getting a little break. Yeah, and kind of getting to go back up there, reset a little bit, and then come back down to Charlotte. Kind of get like my my head in a good space, kind of just a reset, and because it's it is a lot quieter, up there. yeah, and a lot less there's a, there's a lot less going on. So it's kind of nice to just reset, remember where I came from, and then back to Charlotte I go. Yeah, because it because you're you're going back to your source, right? Yep. You're going back to you know your origin, mm. right? And you know you think about a phone when you plug your phone up and you're connecting it to its source and it's yeah. getting batteries, getting charged, people charge their phone overnight. So the phones, all the phone's doing is collecting energy. It's not being used, right? When yep. you're in Charlotte with so many different things to do, it can get easy to get drained because you're, you're using your energy for a lot of things. You know, we use yep. our phones for social media, uh, watching videos, um, different apps and stuff like that, even work. You know, our yep. phone's energy is being poured into a bunch of different things. And this is an analogy. This is an analogy. Oh, yeah. I, have way, to, my, I have to use my phone for work. They pay my cell phone bill, which is nice. But, like, I, my phone's constantly going off when I'm at work. <laughs> and, and I like, like, there's sometimes, like, on a week, my screen time will top out, like, eight and a half hours a day. When? <laughs> uh, it, it's insane. I'm just like, I don't, what, how is, I feel like I haven't been on it that much. Just like, but it's, like, eight hours a day, and I'm like, that's that's a problem. That's crazy, and it. I I don't know where that comes from either, but um, I guess I listen to podcasts and sometimes music mm. throughout work, so I I guess that includes. I that. would say but like YouTube. I don't pay for YouTube Premium. Oh, me neither. Because I'm poor. Um, 
I, I just like I don't I don't hate ads that much that I'm going to pay for YouTube Premium. Yeah, but like yeah. you can't close like your phone has to be on and ro- like open like you can't lock it's, your phone stream when you have a YouTube going. That's how yeah. I listen to all my podcasts. And I'm just like that probably has something to do with it. Yeah, but my phone's just constantly emails, phone phone calls. Yeah, but yeah, and so, sometimes I um when I when I preach I put my phone's uh, screen timeout on never because mm-hmm. I. You know, have the yeah. clock on there to time myself, make sure I don't go over. And um, sometimes I forget to turn it off of never. And so I go to sleep and I wake up and my YouTube went from basketball to like a lion eating a deer or something like yep. that. Like it's, <laughs> the algorithm's crazy. And the video is still going. So some, you know how you can press the back button and go to previous yeah. videos. Sometimes I just sit there and go back all the see, way to see where... It see how did wrong. I mess up my uh, my recommended screen today? <laughs> All mine's sports related. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> There's very little little content on there that isn't related to football or basketball. Yeah, that's that's mainly how mine is too. Mine is mainly that or or like a a sermon or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, it it's it, it's crazy how much time flies by when you're on your phone and stuff like that, but. Yeah, like you like you were saying, going back to Allegheny, you know, you're going back to, you know, your source and that's kind of since there's not so much to do there, you're naturally just resting. Yep. And that's how I feel when I'm at home, you know, in Indian Trail. It you know, going when I'm out, you know, at work. I, I don't really do much anyways. I go to work and go home. Yep. That's I, what I, I do I, a lot of the time. Yeah. It's just a simple life, you know. Yep. Um but yeah, when I'm at home, I can just kind of, you know, rest and recharge for the next day and, and stuff like that. So yeah, it's 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 always good to go back to, especially if you're from a small town. It's always good to go back and just kind of rest, just exist, you know. Yeah, because it's when I go back home, it's typically me, my mom, my brother, and my stepdad. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's quiet peaceful got a lot of we got a good amount of land and it's just it's just it's, just, it's very different from charlotte and i i couldn't see myself living there again but it is nice to have yeah. that the, the ability to go back there and just kind of reset clear your mind and just get decompressed because like i said between work you know and I, I, I there's a lot of times i just feel like i'm always going i'm always somewhere there's always something to be done and when i go up to yeah. allegheny i just know like huh for two days, I really don't have anything to do. Exactly. And it's yeah. it's nice. It's relaxing. It's peaceful. And it's a good break. Yeah, for sure, man. But yeah, man. Um, I'm trying to think if there's one more controversial opinion I have to to end us on. Hey, like I said, we can go we can go anywhere, man. So one that's really con- I think soccer's a terrible sport. Whoa. What makes you say that? It's, I, I, I don't get the appeal of soccer. Maybe because I never played soccer, but I just, I don't get the appeal of it. I don't know. It, I guess it makes sense that you, you just, say that. You're just running around, kicking a ball. <laughs> and that's the thing, it's like, it, like high level soccer, like the European like level soccer. You're there for like two and a half hours and the score is one to zero. <laughs> and I'm just like 
What was Everyone the rags on baseball, but acts like soccer's the most exciting thing on the planet. And I'm like, you're kidding yeah, me. Keep talking. I, I just don't get it. It is, uh, it's pretty, pretty lame. I'm not going to lie. I like baseball better than soccer. I feel that, I feel that man. I, I just don't get it. It's so popular worldwide. But yeah, it, it's, I think, I think it's popularity kind of helps to um it it's it's such a popular sport in other countries mm-hmm. that's kind of the first cuz the first sport a lot of people play here in America isn't soccer and i mean obviously there's a lot of soccer we do it here. right <laughs> on, i think my first sport was baseball if I'm remembering baseball. correctly. Yeah. It was baseball, baseball, basketball, and football. Yeah. My yeah, my mine was a uh, basketball first and then I got into football afterwards. Yep. And you and didn't I, play soccer. And that's important. Because <laughs> we do it right here in America. We we keep soccer out. <laughs> oh man. Messi Messi's here in America though. He is. I mean that hey, that's I mean it's exciting. If you like soccer, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I just saw how much, like, the like no one cares about Charlotte FC. Their tickets are dirt cheap. But the game Messi came, they skyrocketed. I'm like, is it that? Like, I don't. And they lost. Like, I'm pretty sure we, we beat Miami or what? Enter Miami? Uh, I forget if we won or lost. I I, I mean, I, I don't really keep too much up with, with yeah. soccer. But Good. I do. <laughs> it's not worth it. I don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, it's during the World Cup, it's entertaining. Um, I think partly because the you can kind of tell the players are more they're more they know more is at stake. Yeah. Um, whereas I I don't usually just turn on a soccer game and watch it. Yeah. But if it, if it's the World Cup, you know, I'll watch it because you know there's other people watching it too, and it could be a good time when you're with other people watching it. Yeah. Um. But it, it it's not something I you know just turn on and watch. So I I see what you're saying. I, I see what you're saying. I think college basketball is a lot better than NBA basketball. Ah oh, man, why? Because the, the, the NBA has too many games. I I, it, I, I agree. It's and like ultimately speaking, it's not a good. I don't think it's good basketball till it's the postseason when everyone just decides. You know what? We're ready to play defense now. Uh-huh. But college basketball is great. I think they play they play a lot more. I think I just like the style of college basketball. I think the style they play with a lot better because I think in the NBA it's a lot more ISO centric, mm-hmm. where in college there's a lot more ball movement. Yeah, and this is how I was always taught how to play basketball. It's yeah. very ball movement. And I don't know. I just like it better. Yeah, I mean, I've always been an NBA person. I feel like I've disagreed with every single controversial opinion you've said so far. I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying to find a heater. <laughs> to end the song, but I'm, I'm struggling. I'm full of them. <laughs> mayonnaise is awful, but everyone everyone can agree on that. Do you like mayonnaise? It depends on it's what terrible. it's what it's what it's used with. I got it. The one I get hated the most for. Uh oh. I don't like barbecue. No. That's when I get so we much may, hate. We, for. we may have to end. I, I get one, so man. much hate for that as North, a North Carolina born and raised kid. I don't like barbecue. Pulled pork is gross. Yeah, I said it. Pulled pork. I don't. I don't like pork. I think I don't like the texture of pork. So like, I'll eat bacon, and oh, okay. that's it. Like, but like I, as a whole, I just don't eat pork. I don't think I, it's. I, I, and then barbecue sauce isn't that good. 
Well, uh, I can list a long list of dipping sauces that are better than barbecue. <laughs> and I will die on the hill. I will say barbecue, though. The barbecue places, their sides are fantastic. Yes. But they ruin it by serving pulled pork. <laughs> ribs are also overrated, but I, I would rather have ribs than a pulled pork sandwich. No. Well, I... Not providing a lot of pushback on these. I, I I can't say I feel where you're coming from, because I because you know I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm not I'm not a very picky eater, and I don't think you're picky either. But you, I like a lot more. I, I'm more tolerant of a lot of certain foods yep. than you are. It seems like. Oh no, I I love food so much. I will not eat something that I do. I know I don't like. <laughs> yeah. I, I, if I'm spending money on food. I want my order to be right, and I want to enjoy. No, I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. But so uh, burgers are great. Okay, I burgers burger. I love uh, burgers. Probably my favorite food. It or grilled shrimp. Okay, but the nice. girlfriend's allergic to shrimp, so I've really had to curve the amount oh. I can eat it, which is heartbreaking. But yeah, hey, self reflection. If you if, if 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 you thought that you were perfect, maybe you you would have been like, oh, since you don't like shrimp, nah. She likes it, but she's oh. allergic to it. And that's the thing. It's just like the dangerous com- combination. Yeah. It's like, you can still eat it. Like, I'm not going to send you into shock because I insist on having grilled shrimp. Yeah. <laughs> Turn around, face is all poofy. I'm like, I'm not doing that. That's too yeah. dangerous of a game. I'll just get a burger and be fine. Yeah. But I got to bring you back on for part three, though, man, to dive more into. And I think we had a good conversation, you know, with. The relationships today mm-hmm. but I, I do want to bring you back on for part three sometime soon man to kind of dive into into that man your relationship and kind of how you've grown as a person but we we're, we're a little over now but keep that in mind yeah. we'll definitely be Let back for for part three man so i appreciate you coming on again bro i i you know i was late i was a little late today so you know the fact that you were still here waiting thank you for that <laughs> I didn't beat you here by that much. It was like five minutes. Yeah. So it wasn't too bad of a wait. Yeah. Leave a like and comment if you also think barbecue is trash. <laughs> it is trash. There's not going to be a lot of likes and comments for that one, man. But, I, I, but the, the, the true smart people <laughs> will agree that barbecue <laughs> is gross. Like pork, like uh, even the, one last thing. Yeah. Pork chops are the worst food ever. Pork chops? Pork chops. Man. Yeah, if you ever had a pork chop? Yeah. You like it? I mean, I haven't had it often, but the the few times I have, they, I like a pulled pork sandwich is tolerable, mm-hmm. and I can suck it up and eat a pulled pork sandwich. Mm-hmm. I'm not eating a pork chop. <laughs> I don't understand. They're just they're dry. The texture's bad. Yeah, I just don't get it. I get personal opinion <laughs> that I know I'm right. <laughs> and Taco Bell's good fast food. I think you would be a good person to be a judge for like a food show because you won't. You'll you won't be. I love cooking shows. Yeah, you 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 you'll give the right. You'll give a good opinion. It's not like, oh, I don't just like it. You actually give context yeah. for why. If you, you put don't. pork in my dish, you're out. <laughs> Unless it's bacon, you're fine if it's bacon. I want to try chorizo to see if I'd like it. Okay, I'm, I keep dragging this on because I keep getting distracted. <laughs> hey, unplanned part two, right? Yep. But uh, yeah, man. Again, I appreciate you for being on here, bro. Uh, everybody who made it to this part, the end of this episode, I appreciate you. 
I apologize for us kind of in the last 20 minutes kind of just going off on. I gave him a warning. <laughs> yeah, we did give a warning. But, um, yeah, thank you all for, for tuning in. Uh, if you are listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to hit that follow um, and do a, give a rating, give a comment, a review. It would be greatly appreciated. I just want to hear what y'all think about each episode. Um, if y'all... <clears throat> If you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that subscribe button. It's free. Just go ahead and take that extra mile. Take that extra step and hit that subscribe button. That'll be greatly appreciated. And um, it'll, it'll just be greatly appreciated. Um, and, yeah, leave a comment. Leave a like on the video. Uh, help get this message and in, in these episodes into the ears of more people. That'll be greatly appreciated. And, um, yeah, thank you for listening. Um, I think those are, those are the only streaming platforms that I have everything on. I do Google Podcasts as well, but I don't think too many people use Google Podcasts. So if you are listening from there, you're very unique, and I'm thankful for you. If you're on there, go ahead and follow, leave a review and a comment or anything like that. It'd be greatly appreciated. Also, make sure to go check out thereclassified.com. That is my blog where I post different things, just things that the Lord places on my heart to share. Um, so if you have some time, just go ahead and read through some of those blogs. Again, that's the reclassified.com. I have it popped up over here, over here, wherever I put it. If I point at the wrong place, sorry, but <clears throat> whatever. But yeah, make sure you go ahead and check that out. Um, also, I attend East City Church. And so if you're looking for a church home and you live in the Charlotte area or around Charlotte, <clears throat> um, come check out. Come check us out here at East City Church. Um, we have a great community here, and we would love to have you. Something that we always say is you're not just welcome, but you're wanted. You know, we want to build meaningful relationships with one another, get involved in the community, and grow our faith family. So if you're looking for a church home, um, and even if you're not necessarily looking for a church home, you're looking for somewhere to visit, um, come check us out at East City Church. Um, we're here in the Mora area here off Monroe Road in Charlotte. So go ahead and check us out. I think I got everything, so thank y'all again for tuning in. My brother Jordan, thank you again for being here. Thanks for having me. And we will, oh, wait, say it again. Thanks for having me. I forgot to switch it, so there we go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave that in too, who cares? <laughs> but yeah, thank you again for being here, man, and we will see y'all storytellers next time. Peace out. Oh. <laughs> Peace. I fell along my arbor, here on this road my arbor, a long way from home I've traveled, Lord, I just need